That Metal Interview. Welcome, welcome to this episode of That Metal Interview podcast. On behalf of jrocksmetalzone.com, we appreciate your support and you guys tuning in to our podcast from wherever you're listening to. On behalf of myself, James, and all the staff, thank you. Uh, you guys are in for a treat. If you guys have heard of Sabotage, if you guys have heard of Trans-Siberian Orchestra, Circle to Circle, and now Archon Angel, you must be talking about this one guy by the name of Zach Stevens, of course. We will have a chat with Zach Stevens. Without further ado, here is a jam by Circle to Circle. Right before we hit the conversation with Zach Stevens, here's some circle to circle. Don't wanna let you go 
there you had it. Zach Stevens' very own Circle to Circle. For all you fans out there that like Circle to Circle and Sabotage, TSO, and now, of course, Archon Angel. And without further ado, here is the great, the one and only, the legendary, handpicked by Sabotage themselves, Mr. Zach Stevens. Thanks for making time to chat with us, Zach. We appreciate it. Thank you. You got it. Thank you for having me. How are you doing these days, Zach? How are you doing? Good. We just uh, had our first couple of shows on the TSO tour in Green Bay, Wisconsin. So, I mean, it started out like a winter tour is supposed to, uh, I guess, but not really. We had to cancel our first uh, the band Flies from Omaha out to... Uh, to try to get to Green Bay, but we had to go through Chicago, so that got completely canceled. Really? Uh, because of the blizzard in Chicago, so all those flights were canceled, so we just had to wait a day. But we got there in time. Um, we flew to Chicago the next day, but then we got on buses from there, and we bussed it over to Green Bay, about three hours away. And it started snowing yesterday at 7 in the morning and snowed all day. Oh, wow. So it made, you can't get a tougher beginning to a tour than what we just did. But, right. <laughs> um, but that's what we, you know, as a winter tour. So, you know, but I mean, as far as getting in the mood, I mean, it was great for Green Bay because it was already snowing about four or five inches out there. And it made for a good, you know, the crowd was great for the first two shows. We trucked it to Ohio after that. <laughs> so I'm here in Ohio right now talking to you. What a start for the TSO tour, huh? Wow. Yeah. We had set a record for attendance last year at that same place at the Resch Center in Green Bay for both bands. We had a record first day. We probably could have broken it if it wouldn't have been the fact that it was snowing all day. Yeah. They had to get some people that were that couldn't make it to the first show. They honored their ticket for the second, but we were probably set to break the record again. But, you know, you can only do so much when you got that kind of weather. But, uh, yeah, starting off good. We're getting ready to continue in Youngstown tomorrow. Walk us through the preparation for a TSO tour, if you can, for us curious fans. Well, we we practice both bands in Omaha. Um, it's actually across the border in Council Bluffs, Iowa, at the um, Midwestern Arena. Believe it's called. We set up both bands there. That's where the West has their first show. That's where they would have played last night. They stay set up, but we put both bands in there because you know it has to be a mirrored show. Everything's exactly the same. Um, and we—that's where we practice for a couple of weeks. You know, we start in the practice rooms and then we take it to the big stage and uh, sync up the East and West band to be, you know is exactly the same as we can get. They go out and handle the West where you're at. Yeah. And then my band, the East band, we, we handle it over here on the, and we go to Canada and handle the, the, the market of the band, the true the original market, I call it. Yeah. You know, New York, New Jersey. I think the West band comes across to Florida. We don't get, we don't usually do Florida, even though we're the East band. It's kind of a weird routing thing, but, they wow. book these things a couple of years in advance, so <laughs> they already know where everybody's going. But, uh, but yeah, that's how we do it. We just practice for a couple of weeks and get out here. We had one day we had to cut the rehearsal because of the weather. 
getting out here, but everybody was well prepared. So the band did a great job. Um, wow. That's just basically the way we do it. So there are two exact versions of TSO touring at the same time. That's right. Wow. We got because you have to have two bands to cover the whole country. Yeah. In the in the holiday season, you can't do it with just one. Yeah. Um, so that's that's basically how we do it. Um, each uh, each company has about fifty five shows in in total in about six weeks. So. It's a kind of a brutal little run, but everybody just tries to stay healthy, and that's the main concern. And just try to stay feeling good. And if that's the case, we'll we'll be able to have a great show every night. Wow, what a production, man! Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. One of the damnedest things I've ever seen. But right, um, but it's <laughs> cool to be a part of. <laughs> I myself am a guitarist, a musician, and I see, and I'm looking at. At you guys and what you guys are doing and this tremendous, tremendous production. You, you never know if you keep trying. <laughs> right. You, know, you just got to keep going up. But that's great. You uh, play a lot of instruments, and yeah. but I'm glad you like what you see. I mean, you know, it comes with hard work, everything. You know how that is. Yeah. The things, you know, singing, you know, you just got to put the time in. And if you're willing to work at it, it'll come back to you in positive ways. Talk to us about your new band, Archon Angel with frontiers music what is archon angel and talk to us about it a little bit that was a kind of a one that came out of nowhere uh awesome. got a surprise call i think the beginning of last year or the maybe the end of the of uh 28 uh, 2017 and i had worked with this guy aldo Lenoble, he, the the Italian producer who he got into some producing with his own band, Secret Sphere. He's he's Italian, okay. so he's got a band of Italian guys from over there in Italy. But nice. Um, he worked with Avalon, which is Timo Tolki's, mm -hmm. you know, little side project about you know the conceptual Avalon. And I sang a couple of songs on each one of those Avalon records, and. It was being produced by Aldo, so that's how I met him. And I think it was the label. The label's idea was to say, "Hey, you guys work real good together. Um, why don't you? Would you consider, you know, writing some songs together and stuff, and then, you know, doing a project, you know, or a real band project? I think in the beginning it was a project, then it turned into a real band, and." Uh, but that's how it, that's kind of how it began. And we just got a team of, you know, good people. He had a couple of writers on his side. My wife, Kate, she writes great lyrics. And mm -hmm. I said, you know what? Do the lyrics. Right. Um, I think I did all of a, a song and a half or something out of 10. But um, it worked out good. It gave me the chance to just really focus on vocals. And, you know, with Circle to Circle, yeah, old band, I was writing all the lyrics and stuff. And, it, you know, it's not bad, but. I wanted to get some new insight, you know, and, mm -hmm. yep. you know, Kate came up with a lot of the conceptual stuff for the record, the title, Archangel, the, the concept behind it, um, where the Archon, you know, it kind of goes back to, you know, Gnosticism, where the angel, he would be the go-between between the people of Earth and the gods, <laughs> go way back. So it's kind of the story. The concept is, it just follows the life of the Archon, you know, and we just kind of put, you know, 
stories with it. Oh, you I know, see. and okay. to try to get lyric, you know, to try to get lyrical and song ideas out of it. But uh, it gives us something to work with. But yeah. that's about the only con- concept it is. It's just every song is a piece of of the Archon's life, you know. And that's basically the way it all came about. And we went, all right. Yeah. Aldo said that sounds good to me. So he got a couple of dudes on his side, and um, you know, we we just recorded it between Italy. And I did my vocal tracks in uh, in Jackson, Michigan, close to where where I'm living. Uh-huh. Not too far from Detroit. It's about an hour and a half from Detroit. But, yeah. Um, we had a very very nice studio there, and uh, I was pretty much able just to hand pick all the stuff in the signal chain and mm-hmm. you know, really good mics and yeah, it worked out good. I could just really just kind of focus on putting the you know the vocals down. And we you know. Uh, upload the tracks to Aldo and he puts everything in the uh, mixing. He mixes it at another studio with a friend of his and yeah, in another town in Italy and then he, I think he mastered it there or something. But yeah, it, it worked out well. It was easy and everybody collaborated well together. So we're going to see what happens. I think people will dig the tunes when they come out. Uh, I think we got our first video coming out December 4th. December 4th. The pre- yeah. yeah, that'll be the premiere and I think that's when the the pre-sale, yeah, the pre-sale orders can be placed too, to 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 get a to get a uh, advanced you know order in. Yeah, pre-order. Yeah. Yep. And so that's a, yeah, that's about the way that came about. So we're going to see how far that takes. I know we've had some offers that are coming in for festivals for next year in Europe and stuff. So we have to kind of all sit down and see how many we can string together and make a run of it. <laughs> As I understand, the bands. Live debut will be at the 70,000 Tons of Metal, right? Yes, that's right. What's the future of Archon Angel? Is there a tour in the works? Well, we know we're going to start. We're going to start there, um, you know, on the ship there, going to Miami to Mexico and back. We'll we'll do two shows and introduce most of the record and you know pair it with all kind of stuff um and we got from there we'll just have to see we're going to see how the bookings uh are offered and it looks like it probably come in europe after that awesome wow yeah after that you know after you know doing that in january next year and then it's looking like july and august we've seen you know some offers coming for some pretty substantial festivals over there so we just kind of have to look at it and see what's smart and we'll take it from there it's uh you know, we don't know for sure what everything is in the future for Archangel, but it looks pretty good. Um, and there's some real capable, you know, musicianship going on in the band. So yeah. I think that takes you far, having a real tight, you know, outfit. They come from a little bit more prog metal. Uh-huh. So it is interesting. Uh, the musicians. Yes, it's all because it's, you know, they're from a little bit more of the progressive. Okay. In Prague, you could even say, I mean, when you look at the bands like Secret Sphere and some of the other stuff where these guys come from, there's a lot of speed and there's a lot of, uh, you know, there, there's different time signatures. You know, yeah. they play a lot of things with odd time signatures and oh. not so much on not so much on the album, but, you know, 
they're real capable because of that stuff and they're probably able to you know they're they're wanting to go a lot faster than, yeah a lot of, a lot of speed know, a lot of stuff going on with the drums you know just a lot of a lot of busy work and stuff, yeah. which is great yeah. i love that being a drummer myself uh you play drums too nice yeah i started when i was nine and started singing at the same time so you know i i love it but um yeah for that reason there's there's a lot of capability amongst this rhythm section yeah. um, especially and and I think we're going to go out with two guitars even though Aldo played the guitars on the record uh-huh. I think when we play live it's probably going to be the addition of a second guitar you know just to give us some flexibility I don't know who that is yet yeah so that'll be that'll be something we have to keep up with there now that you have Archon Angel will you be doing only songs from Fallen which is your new album by Archon Angel or will you be doing a mix of all your catalog which that would be Sabotage and all your projects would it, would it be a mix or are you just going to be performing uh, Fallen that's just going to be Fallen Fallen yeah it's just going to be um, the record itself 10 songs I think okay. and that's it I mean there's some the other catalogs that are out there, there's like a Best of Circle to Circle that was put out in Europe by a German label uh, and stuff like that. But that's interesting. I don't know when the next compilation thing will come out, but that's something we might keep on the radar. Man, when you speak of John Oliva of Sabotage, that is a man of great respect and a tremendous voice. Uh, all, all of us uh, Sabotage fans and TSO fans and John Oliva's Pain fans. We know what that is and what he sounds like. So he is a true, uh, true legend in rock metal for everybody. Uh, talk to us on how you became John Oliva's replacement in Sabotage back in the early 90s. Um, yeah, in 92, after the Streets album, John was kind of tired of the road there and he just wanted to, to take kind of a, a producer role and you know just kind of take a step back for a little while and get off the you know get off the road it's really hard you know this on the voice and singing after all these years i know but um so that left the opening and uh you know they just started taking in like demos and stuff from all over the place and i you know heard i had met the guys before in Los Angeles, where I was living at the time when they came and played the palace out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of had met them, you know, a couple of friends, and they were, you know, all the Tampa guys, mm-hmm. um, being, you know, from Sabotage. But mm-hmm. um, so I just put it in, you know, I put in a demo too. Um, and by that time, I was living in Boston. I was actually playing in a band with the drummer. For TSO, who also played for Sabotage, Jeff Plate. Jeff Plate, yes. That's how we met. So we were in a band together, and I basically just sent that demo of the Wicked Witch band at the time. <laughs> and uh, it got their attention because I think I was the only guy who was not trying to sound like John. Wow. Everybody was putting in demos to try to sound just like him, and they were like, hmm, well, we don't really need that because we already had that. So I think I just got, got, you know, it was lucky for sure, you know, wow. um, to to be able to just put one in and not, you know, and get the attention because it because I think I was the first one not to be trying to sound like John, you know. Wow. So they 
you know, and then I was able to, Paul O'Neill told me to drive from uh, Lawson down to Queens and just kind of met with him in his apartment. We sat on his couch and played stuff with him. And he was playing acoustic guitar and he goes, we, here, sing this. You know, it could have been anything. Eagles, yeah, the Beatles. Or, then he wanted to see if I could bear down a little bit, you know, and do some stuff that approached sounding like John, which I was able to do enough of. But, um, you know, he's John's one of a kind, so you're not really going to be able to you know, right. emulate him exactly. But, <laughs> um, but no, I think, you know, just being able to be flexible, you know, having a good you know, vocal background that I did as far as studies, you know, and since I was young, mm -hmm. all that stuff adds up to be able to do stuff on the fly. So yeah, probably between that and, you know, having just being lucky that they were actually looking for somebody who wasn't exactly sounding like John. Yeah. Um, that's how I got in. But, and then we started practicing and writing the edge of thorns album down yep. in Tampa. You know, yep. we basically did it in a warehouse down down there in St. Pete and that's where you know I really had to just get in there in the live rehearsal setting and you know and show that you know it's for real yeah and that was probably probably the most challenging part is uh you know having to get in there and you know just keep on going and going and with O'Neill being there and you know wanting different things you know and trying different things and just being you know willing to give it a shot and, and experiment some. I had to change my vocal sound, for sure, from, from what I was doing before. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because getting a sound had to be a little more powerful because I had to sing over, you know, Crystal Lee's rig and all this, a lot of guitars. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of, a wall of guitar sound that you almost have to be able to kind of, in some way, power above, even though you got a microphone, but it's crazy in Sabotage. It just takes a lot of volume, but... Yeah. Um, so, you know, so I had to adjust that style, but that was basically, that's basically how it all went down. So you work with Chris Oliva, guitar legend and one of the founders of Sabotage on a personal level. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. On the, yeah. But yeah. Um, because I was on the edge of thorns, you know, I actually lived with him for a while and he said, come, come, you know, stay at my house because we need to get, you know, make up for lost time and work on some stuff and work on songs and it'd probably be better, you know, just get to know each other a little bit better. You just, you can just stay at my place over here in Dunedin. Mm -hmm. So I was living in Tampa in an apartment at the time. So I said, all right, but you know, so that was really cool. And so basically I worked with him from August 92 all the way to October of 93. Mm -hmm. And that was it because he got in that terrible accident, mm -hmm. you know, Yes. And Don, his wife, so, I mean, well, yeah, that changed, uh, yeah, that was a really a thing that changed, uh, you know, obviously the course of everything, but um, that's another story in itself, but, yeah. um, but I, I was very glad, you know, and, you know, just feel blessed to be able to work with him. Great guy, very laid back, super talented, you watch and learn from him, which I tried to do as much as I could. Just be a sponge. So I got from, you know, a little bit over a year. What an honor, man. That's an honor. Yep. Yep. And it turned out, you know, geez, you never knew when that was going to be. I would have never imagined that would be cut off after a year and a couple of months. So then you look back and you're thankful for it. Yeah, wow. for sure. For sure. Oh, wow. What a story. We have a couple of fan questions off of social media. 
for you, Zach. So, uh, Carrie says, so I would like to know what age and how Zach got interested in music and what his most loved memory is to date. And okay, uh, the first part, I started at nine, um, singing and playing drums. We didn't really have a choice. My uh, one of my best friends, uh, big brothers, who was in high school, we were like in elementary school, like a fourth or fifth grade. He said, "You guys are going to play the talent show at your school, and uh, y'all are going to be a band." And I said, "Oh, okay." So basically, <laughs> so Chuck, so Chuck. At the time, Dave is my friend, Dave was big brother, and we didn't really have a, a, an option, really. He just came and says, I think you guys could win this if you get a band together, so that's what we're going to do. Right. So they started assigning instruments, so my little brother, who's a year younger than me, Nick, he, he, uh, he got assigned to the bass. Okay. So he turned out to be, he picked it right up, so he's a good bass player. Really? Okay, they sent me the guitar lessons. And I really didn't like it. Oh, well. And I had, but I had started a little before that somehow. But I really didn't really like it that much. I mean, I could still play a little bit, but not really my thing. So I started complaining. <laughs> so then they went, well, wait a minute. Come over here and see if you can do this drum beat. So he, you know, did the basic, you know, four, four times. Yeah. Two hands. <laughs> So I said, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> he goes, dang, that was kind of fast. You didn't even think about it. You did it. And I'm like, yeah, that comes easy. He goes, oh, you're a drummer. <laughs> but then he goes, now we got to have a singer. But we're losing somebody. And the talent show was in two weeks. And I said, I'll sing till we find somebody. I'll sing from behind the drums. So that's how I started. Really? And we never found a singer that could do it any better. So I was always stuck with lead vocals behind the drums. It was like these eight years of that. And I was like, oh, my God. It was like uh, it got to where I just was like, I'm, I'm done, you know. But I didn't mind singing backup vocals back there, which I wound up doing for a long time. I know the band's like high school and stuff. But, yeah. And, and guess what? We did go on to win the talent show. Oh, wow. Nice. We played an Eagles song. I, my first song I ever played um, and sang in public was Lion Eyes. Lion Eyes, By yeah. the Eagles. Classic. Yep. Wow. And then we did Proud Mary by CCR. CCR. And yeah. we did a Kiss song. Oh. No, we didn't. We did, a, we did a Commodore song, Brick House. I don't even know how in the world we were doing Brick House. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't even think 10-year-olds are supposed to know what Brick House means. <laughs> Right. I think they caught me on tape going, this one goes out to all y'all brick houses out there. Now, I'm talking like, you know, eight-year-old, yeah, you know, girls. Yeah. And they were like, what? <laughs> wow. But my grandfather taped it. So I had to have some kind of rap. But I had no idea what, what it was even meant. I think the teachers were like, you know. Oh, like, wow. Let's call it down over there. You're talking about brick houses when we don't really have any brick houses in here. No, no. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but we did. That was the three songs, and I don't know. I just remember when the curtain opened, I almost dropped the drumsticks. I was so damn nervous. Oh, I got real sweaty, and I started like, "Oh no!" But then once we started, I was just like, "Okay, I got this." But yeah. I felt like I was going to die, puke, <laughs> and fall off the drum throne. <laughs> really. 
nerves. Yeah, I just remember that I was just about to die, but then all of a sudden, one, two, three, four, doom, 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 into line eyes. Okay, I got this, but I really, it was not good there for a minute. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, what a story! Somehow I survived. But yeah, so that's... Oh, what was the second half of the question? Oh, okay, yeah, the second half was, uh, what is his most beloved memory to date? Of music? Um. Or just... What is his most loved memory um, to date? Hmm. Well, I would say in, in musical terms, I think... I really look back at the, our, the first tour I ever did with Sabotage. Um, and it was uh, with Overkill. Really? <laughs> in 93 in Europe, yeah. We got together with Sabotage and Overkill. And just being and going to those big clubs and filling them up every night, and I was like, oh my God, it was like... And plus we had the single, we had Edge of Thorns as a single playing on the radio. Yeah. Um, back home. Uh-huh. A lot of spins. I mean, there were uh, probably 50 rock stations that... Gave it over 500 spins wow, in his life, you know, from its, you know, life as a single. Yeah. Wow. I mean, we would go everywhere. Denver, boom. I mean, I couldn't go to the grocery store, get back in the car, Edge of Thorns is on. Wow. I would be with friends, say, oh, there's my song. And they're like, what? It was amazing. Yeah. That was also something that I really thought was a great, you know, having the song play so much on the radio and, you know, you couldn't go anywhere without you know, hearing it, and then, you know, the first real tour are the first the ones that come to mind. What a cool memory, man. It is a great song and an incredible album, Edge of Thorns. For anybody out there that has not heard this masterpiece, pick it up, man. Check it out, stream it, download it. Edge of Thorns Sabotage. Great, great material. Thank you. Another fan question, Anderson says what's the current status of circle to circle and he went on and says it seems for me the band is over yeah. well it's not um, it's not a I would not say we don't really know um, we had 13 years and seven records um, so there's quite a long you know you know a little bit over a decade of history. Mm-hmm. So we have that. Then it got to the point where where do you go from here? And that's the part we're still trying to <laughs> to figure out with all that. So it's not. There's been no decision to say you know this is completely over. Um, in music, we never really say never because yeah. you never you know you might think something's one way and then you know it can be different. So I just you know we're basically idle right now. Um, because we're still just trying to figure out the next step if, if there is one and soon we'll I think we'll know probably within a year either way mm-hmm. right now that's a great question because I really don't have a definitive answer mm-hmm. I did we do have Archangel you know going and I guess we'll just have to see what happens there um, again you never really know so everything's open yeah. um um, I know some people say that it seems like it's the end when there's been two or three or four years without a record, but, you know, that happens sometimes, but we'll just have to see. Yes, you're a busy guy. You got Archon Angel, 
Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Great tour, by the way. And Circle to Circle, I understand. Very, very busy. Yeah, and you know you always got sabotage lurking out there that we really don't know for sure either. You know, that's basically the same answer. Yeah. You know, that I get from them is what I'm giving for Circle to Circle, you know, because the last, you know, it's basically, hey, you know what? It's not ever gone. Mm-hmm. We just have to figure out what, and the answer will come. When go. the right situation appears, that's when I think things will happen. So it's basically kind of the same situation, even with a band like Sabotage. It's strange that it seems right now. It needs that. It needs the right thing to come along. And uh, but I like the fact that TSO has like five Sabotage songs in the last half of the set this year. So something's cut brewing. I don't know. <laughs> There's five Sabotage songs in the, in the current TSO set list. Oh wow! Now that. It's awesome news for us Sabotage fans, I tell you. Yeah, so I mean, it, to us, the, to the old Sabotage guys, there's three in the East and, the, and three in the West Band. I mean, we're two in the West Band. They've got Al and Johnny Lee, you know, Al Petrilli and Johnny Lee. Mm-hmm. That's the guys. If John were to be in the band, then you'd have three and three. But John is the one who doesn't play in either band. But we do have me, Chris Capri, and Jeff Plate in the East. So okay. we got three old Sabotage guys in the East Band and two in the West, kind of evenly split. So uh, I'm sure that with those, with us five guys and even John, probably looking at the amount of songs that we have in the TSO set and go, hmm. Mm-hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> I mean, I don't really have any more answers after that, but it's right. like something, something seems to it seems like it's going up. I, I, I always say, I'm going to find out one way or the other at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but the right situation has to come along with things. Something cooking. Something's going to happen. Wow. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I don't, we just don't know what, but that's okay. the way it goes. Is there anything I didn't ask, or is there a question I should have asked? Mm, I don't think so. You did good. You covered all the bases. Awesome. I've been following your catalog your projects and man i gotta tell you you are a talent from musician to musician your talent zach appreciate it man thanks for thanks for the interview anything you might want to add and tell your fans out there listening to this interview i'm just gonna say you know hope you enjoy the new you know orkin angel um i think that everybody's gonna dig it i think the songs are well thought out and they have a little bit of everything in there um and give it a listen and looking forward for that video coming out so you can you know take a look and listen on december 4th thank you for making time zach from your busy tso schedule and the current u.s tour thank you for making time to talk to us here at j rocks metal zone and thank you for being a part of this podcast that metal interview we truly appreciate it and yeah you're doing a great job keep it up and we will shortly spin the new archon angel as it is available uh thank you zach one more time you got it my pleasure thanks james appreciate it and there you had it the much anticipated interview with the one and only the great a great great vocalist zach stevens of circle to circle the legendary sabotage Trans-Siberian Orchestra 
And now, with his project on Frontiers Music, Archon Angel, there you had it. That was the interview with Zach Stevens. And don't forget to pick up a copy of Fallen, the brand new album by his project, Archon Angel, on Frontiers Music. So pick it up, stream it, and we will play his brand new song from Archon Angel in a bit. Don't forget to tune in to jrocksmetalzone.com. Don't forget to stream and download our podcast, That Metal Interview. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening and thank you for downloading our podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Snapchat, Reddit, Pinterest, SoundCloud, CastBox, YouTube, amongst a bunch of other ones so thank you for following us and thank you for liking our stuff uh, that metal interview my name is james and keep it metal that metal interview